earlier this week, you had texted me. Yes. Let me let me pull up the exact text. Let's see the receipts. Because it was unexpected. Preview on Friday. You texted me sneak preview of this week's topic. Alcohol. Hell yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. And so when we record this, Chris only gives me one word as a sneak preview to the subject at hand, and I know nothing else going into it. As it should be. Uh, so he said it was alcohol, so to prepare, I've been just drinking nonstop all day because I have a problem. And I have not been doing that because I think it would kill me, but I'm having a cold one now. God, that's going to be great to edit and post. <laughs> I know, I should have held that away from, from the mic. <laughs> but yeah, I've had some single barrel bourbon, 50%. So far, but now I'm just toasty and roasty for us to record this right now. That's good. That's how you should be, because this is going to be a this is going to be a fun podcast. I can tell you that I got I got the rosy cheeks and the rosy ears. But are you hiccuping? They're like the color of blood. <laughs> like no, an I've old never... timey Disney cartoon. No, I don't think there would be any drinking in Disney because they have the hiccups. They don't they don't drink. You're not allowed to drink in Disney. That's true. Unless you're an Epcot. But you're allowed to have war propaganda. So killing people's okay drinking not are you making something in the microwave no i don't know what that is sometimes things just beep in my house and i don't know what they are that's weird it is uh, it's kind of reassuring it's just like a little beep and it's like hello house i know you're there now or your house is a sentient killing robot and it's just counting down the days until it gets smart enough to kill no, it's not you. a robot it's like the movie monster house um it's alive and it's yeah. I was thinking a combination of Monster House and Home Alone, where the house is Kevin McAllister. Oh, true. The house is but Kevin McAllister. The house is, the house is played by Macaulay McCulkin or whatever. The Macaulay McCulkin. I ever pronounce it. Macaulay McCulkin. <laughs> I think Macaulay we're both Macaulay. saying it wrong. I don't know. I'm on Macaulay Culkin's Wikipedia page, and they don't have a pronunciation of his name, which really upsets me. I think me. it's Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay. It's M-A-C-A-U-L-A-Y, which is far too many vowels. It's true, but it does have a, it has a really nice ring to it. I can see why he was a child star. Like that, it just kind of, it does roll off the tongue a bit once you get it down. Macaulay Culkin. If it was in French, it'd be like, Macaulay Culkin. Ah, uh, it is Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that's what I said. Macaulay Culkin is how they're saying it on this website. That's an interesting way to say that name. Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. That won't get obnoxious. I think that's what he changed his name to. He changed his name? I think he changed it to Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. I don't know about that. Let's see. Here's an article from April last year. His Twitter handle is at Incredible Culk. <laughs> that's really funny. I love that. Why don't Why don't they have him play the Hulk? Like Mark so Buffalo <laughs> is amazing, but, but could you imagine? No, but they don't. Like CGI him. He's just Macaulay Culkin <laughs> pretending to be the Hulk. <laughs> so he thinks he's like pretending to be huge, but it's just like him. Like no CGI. But they just paint him green. How funny would that be? Jeez. I love that. That would make a great movie. I would pay at least $20 to see that movie. Okay, so Macaulay Culkin put a poll up in December 2018 on changing his middle name. And second place was the McRib is back <laughs> with 14,000 votes. That should have won. But in first place with 61,000 votes, so four times as much, oh, wow. was 
Macaulay Culkin. And so his said he was going to change his name to Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. However, <laughs> he hasn't announced if it's officially been done, but on April 25th of last year, he said it's going to happen. So no one knows if it's actually been done yet or not. So this was over a year ago that this happened. This poll happened. This was almost a year ago. I, oh, I, I'm losing faith. That's like not a very difficult thing to get done. At least that's what I, I, I believe. It shouldn't be that hard to change your name. Yeah, but he said it's surprisingly a difficult process. Plus, he's rich. <laughs> I would, I would also like to point out that we've been talking about Macaulay Culkin for eleven minutes and thirty-five seconds. That sounds like an appropriate amount of time to talk about Macaulay Culkin. Thirty-minute podcast about the law. Look, the man deserves an amount of respect for his just incredible oeuvre. I mean, I won't, I won't deny that this man has an aura to him that is just screaming at me. That's true. I think it's about time to start the podcast, though. Welcome, listeners, to the Rule Against Podcasting, uh, a podcast about and concerning legal advice. I am Iggy Kosman, one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with Chris McMillan. And once again, I'd like to remind you that nothing we say, and I mean absolutely nothing we say, is advice, nor is it legal advice. Just don't do it nor is it legal exactly it's just it's not a good idea you shouldn't do what we say and we should probably preface this also the fact that i absolutely know nothing about the law i took a first amendment course like junior year of college and that was it well that makes you an expert on the internet yeah but (laughs) i was already uh, expert on the internet when i was like 10 true being on the internet itself makes you an expert um, exactly. Speaking of experts, I am also not one of those, <laughs> but I know a little bit more about the law than Iggy, so I'm here to 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 learn him. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about alcohol and intoxication. We are indeed talking about alcohol. Um, not only talking about alcohol, we're talking about a Reader's Digest article that I found that I'm about to roast. So let's get into it. In preparing for this podcast, I was looking up laws about alcohol, and I found this Reader's Digest article that in Alaska, there's a state law that says the article is quoted as saying Alaska colon no getting drunk in a bar. That's not at all what the law says. They've completely screwed this up. Reader's Digest, get better writers. If you're going to write clickbait, at least make it accurate. It is not illegal to be drunk in a bar, as they have said. Um, they just totally got this wrong. What the law actually says, so this is Alaska Statutes, section 04.16.030. A licensee, an agent, or employee may not, with criminal negligence, sell, give, or barter alcoholic beverages to a drunk person. What that means is that it's okay to be drunk in a bar, you just can't be served. So this article just got it completely wrong. So, I mean, it's the same as like a bartender saying, no, I'm cutting you off. Exactly. It's not a dumb law. Now, it is interesting that they have made it criminal, a criminal offense. In most states, uh, including our own home state of Ohio, there is civil liability, of course, for a bartender serving an already intoxicated or causing a person to become intoxicated. And then they go and do something stupid because they're drunk. And that makes the bartender liable. That's pretty much true in every state, as far as I know. Again, not a legal advice podcast. If I get that wrong, uh, hit me up in the DMs and just shout me out. But Reader's Digest is making a big deal about nothing here. Um, There is uh, subsection A3, allow a drunken person to enter and remain within licensed premises or to consume an alcoholic beverages within licensed premises. 
again, this isn't that dumb. Um, bars should have their own policies about throwing out clearly, like, obviously intoxicated patrons. Um, if you can't handle your booze, it just creates a lot of liability for the bartender, and you shouldn't do it. And I should say liability in um, as differing from, like, a criminal act. So we're talking about civil law. But this is also criminal. Um, it's interesting that they made this a criminal statute. How exactly do you determine, from a legal standpoint, that someone is is drunk to the point that should not be served any longer? Like, how can you define that in the law? So this is a really fun topic because my guess would be, by their use of the word negligence, that um, the standard is a reasonable person. You wanna you wanna guess what a reasonable person is? Literally no one on the face of this planet. Law students listening now are cracking up because reasonable person is just a wild thing. Give, give, give it a shot. Describe describe a reasonable person for me. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. What does your reasonable person um, look like? Uh, probably Mr. Rogers, which no one can live up to that standard. That's true. That's a really bad standard. A lot of people would either be in jail or owe a lot of money from their civil cases. So, so a reasonable person. I'm. If I'm, am I defining this from the perspective of like a criminal law? What would be defined as a reasonable person? Well, we have the idea of negligence in criminal law, but it comes up a lot in civil law, especially in torts, which are civil wrongdoings. I guess a reasonable person would be someone who is unhindered or affected by things such as mental illness, drugs. It's interesting that you bring that up, but no. I'm guessing it's just it's someone who has has doesn't have like a medical history that would potentially affect their own mental or physical state. I guess would be the only way I could think to define it. I'm not saying you're wrong legally. because that's actually a pretty astute point. Um, but a reasonable person is basically like what the average person would have done in a similar situation, and it's determined by a jury. <sighs> Okay, so it's I whatever's guess, reasonable according the to, to the jury that's in the case, basically. And they're there to determine, like, you know, basically, like, if I put myself in this person's shoes, would I have done this? Yes or no. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But you bring up a good point um, about disability. So generally, uh, mental impairments, it doesn't count. But for disability in civil law, um, they are judged by their own standards. So what a person with a similar disability would have done. Okay, so so you have to put someone with a similar disability within that yeah, the point is, situation and see how they would react. Yeah. So this is like science. We could do it with like 10 different people. Well, we want to get them drunk in the same situation and see what they do. It, it, it's basically a smell test. You know, each person is going to react to this differently. Each person has a different you know, definition of reasonableness. No, no, Chris, you're not. Here's what I mean. Yeah. Let's say you're having a court case where someone was served alcohol and they started an assault and, and beat up someone. And we're trying to determine if the bartender who served them is at fault for serving them more after they were drunk. I'm saying, so we're saying they're criminally negligent under the Alaska statute or are they just civilly under liable the Alaska statute okay the one we're discussing now i'm saying what we need to do is you need to get 10 more people in the exact same bar get them to that level of drunkenness based off the bac of the person who started the assault and see if they also start a fight no um so again in a criminal trial you're going to have a jury and the jury's going to be like okay you were clearly drunk you know and and the point is this is about bartenders not so much about the person committing whatever 
crime or whatever they're doing. So they get the bartender that drunk and see if they start the fight. (laughs) The bartender is hopefully not drunk in this situation. I would hope they wouldn't be drunk at work. Um, So we get the jury drunk and see if they start a fight. No, we don't want the jury to be drunk. That would be bad. (laughs) Um, Although it would be more fun for them. Not more fun for the person on trial. everyone in the courtroom drunk and see if they start a fight in the courtroom. I... I hate to say no. So don't. Because that sounds like a lot of fun, but no. (laughs) Um, So basically the jury's going to be like, they're going to be given a description of what the patron was doing, how they were acting at the time. They're going to be given the facts, usually from testimony, if they have cameras set up in the bar, which you would hope they would, from that kind of thing. And they're going to determine... They're going to look at that and they're going to say, okay, was this person, you know, to our eyes, were they visibly intoxicated? Which is why this law is a little dumb, but they didn't point this out in the article, because how do you define a drunken person? Are they actually drunk, as in, like, having a certain blood alcohol content, or are they visibly drunk? Like, are they stumbling around? Are they showing these, like, telltale signs of intoxication? The article just doesn't have that kind of grasp on it. Chris, if I remember anything from our D.A.R.E. program... Yeah, what you about shouldn't it? be drinking alcohol at all. So if they've had more than one unit, if they've had even a unit of alcohol, uh, then they should go to prison forever. Here's a fun fact about D.A.R.E. Um, I like to think that I succeeded because I got a really, not like a low grade, but like low for me, so probably like a B on our final paper. Do you remember that? So we had D.A.R.E. class, um, which is like the anti-drug and alcohol thing. It's a load of crap um oh they they did a study and it actually had a detrimental effect on the schools they went to and they saw an increase in people doing drugs yeah sure because like when you describe drugs people are like that sounds kind of fun that sounds cool (laughs) yeah exactly it's like why would you tell kids what drugs are like because then they're gonna be like well i kind of want to try this now and then you tell them not to do it that's like what you should never do that's why abstinence only sex education doesn't work tell tell a teenager not to have sex it's hardwired into their brains you try to pressure them into doing it so then they don't want to do it exactly no you have adults do it you have their parents do it and then they're like god no i would never want to do that my parents are so uncool that's how you stop people from having sex i don't want to smoke weed exactly your dad's like hey son let's light up this doobie and you're like god dad stop parents if you're listening to this right now go do weed go do shrooms cocaine whatever you want and tell your kids you do it and i guarantee you they will not want to do any drugs yeah that sounds absolutely fine to me i don't see what could possibly go wrong with that it's certainly better than the dare system anything's better than the dare system it's true um but so this this paper they were having us write this was i think in no this was in grade school it wasn't even in middle school um i think it was like what fifth or sixth grade do you remember that Fifth grade, I think, is what I want to say. Yeah, so they had us write these little essays. So we would have been 10 or 11? Yeah, just about. So they had us write these essays about why we shouldn't, like, drink or do drugs or whatever. And I did not get an A on it, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah, I don't I don't even remember what I got. I just remember what the shirt looks like. I just felt bad about it, because I was like, dang, I kind of wanted an A. But now that I look back on it, I'm like... That's pretty funny. I'm okay with not getting an A on this because I clearly fared, failed there. I'm just trying to think of how you would even like objectively gray an essay from like a 10 or 11 year old. I don't know. 
they're going to be bad no matter even if it's like the smartest student in your class. I think it's basically like, did you spell the words right? But at this point, like, it's hard to say because like nowadays we're not writing papers like by hand. I'm, I'm sure 10 and 11 year olds are using Microsoft Word. I would hope so. Do they still have to learn cursive, you think? Yo, I wrote in cursive through high school. I switched over to print in college for an arbitrary reason. Yeah, because cursive is stupid unless you're a calligraphist. It is, but I will say it's pretty fast. I can't read what I wrote, but it's fast. Well, I mean, speed doesn't really matter if it's illegible. That's true. But I like you can like suffer through it and like figure out what you wrote. Yeah, I'd rather just write it slowly so I can read it quicker, though. There's a reason all books you read are in print and not in cursive. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, cursive's a dumb thing. Uh, and I like how teachers in grade school are just the biggest hypocrites. And like they, they like the thing is, teachers. This is something I don't like about teachers. Like I used to, I taught for a year between undergrad and law school, and I like to think that I was a decent teacher. And this is something I did do was admit my mistakes and admit when I was wrong. I didn't like how teachers between third and fourth grade, third grade, they were like, yeah, you got to write in cursive. You're going to have to be doing this the entirety of your life. And then fourth grade, they were like, cursive, never heard of her. Um, (laughs) So I was like... Can you just admit that, like, cursive was dumb? And they were like, no, we're just not going to talk about it. It makes me mad. I'm st- I'm clearly still mad about it to this day. Yeah, no, I just remember my teachers telling me I have to use Algebra 2 every single day of my life, and they were right. I'm going to be real with you. I haven't counted past four in years. I've, I've used factorization every single day. What's factorization? <laughs> now, you may be listening and wondering where all that so- silence just came from. <laughs> And it's because uh, my my rabbits just got loose and I had to go grab them. So I actually didn't hear what Chris just said. So we'll skip past that part. No, you got to uh, tell me what factorization is. Don't leave I, me hanging. I don't remember what the topic at hand we were talking about was. I think it was about alcohol law in Alaska. That's true. It was. Um, yeah, so Alaska has this law. And honestly, I don't think it's that dumb. I think, you know, I think it's a bit extreme to make it a criminal offense, but there are, you know, we lock people up for possessing a minuscule amount of marijuana. So like, it's not the dumbest thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not the dumbest thing um, in the grand scheme of things. And I think also it's Alaska. Like what else are you going to do? Yeah. Everyone everyone knows, like if you're not drunk 24 seven in Alaska, like you're not doing Alaska right by my book. You know, it's just I mean, have people don't understand how massive Alaska is. Plus, like the point of going to Alaska is to self isolate much like we're doing now in this quarantine and to just get drunk. I haven't seen another person in person in two weeks. I've been locked in my home with my parents and um, it's getting it's getting rough. Not going to lie. Me and my girlfriend, we stay in opposite sides of the apartment at all times. That's smart. We only communicate through Animal Crossing. You know what? That's a really good idea. I I cannot fault you for that. Nor should you. So let's see. So in Alaska, uh, you can't serve drinks to people who are already drunk. Um, You shouldn't be serving drinks to people right now anyways, because you should be self-isolating even in your Alaska. And bars should not Uh, be open. Yep. And the only way to determine if someone was criminally negligent, what Chris said earlier, because I can't pronounce words, uh, but people were in the wrong and serving people more alcohol because they were drunk. The only way to actually determine that is by having the jury also get drunk and start in fights. 
the last part is not right, but it's not wrong. It's I, I, I all I'm saying is it's not right. Um, I don't disagree with it, but it's not right. Legally, it's not right. Morally, all I'm saying is it's if, pretty fun. If you tried that in real life, I'm pretty sure you would get thrown off the jury. Mm, jury duty's boring, anyways. It honestly is, but it's important that you do it. I got called for jury duty uh, during my first semester of law school, and I was like, haha, can't do that. I, I have not been called for jury duty, probably because everyone knows it's a waste of time. I honestly, it is not a waste of time. It's an important... No, it's no, a, it's for a, them to have me on the jury would be a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, no. You're... I'm just, I'm too, I'm too opinionated and biased. I would immediately... So is everyone. Set on what I... There yeah, are people with I'm, worse I'm, opinions than you in this world, and they're on the juries. I, I know, but at least I'm I'm very forward and honest about it. I'd be like, no, I think they're not guilty. I'm sticking with that. Hung jury, baby. That's fine. And that's the point of being on a jury, that you share your opinion. It's so people can be involved. It's so people feel like they're involved in the judicial process. We need robots. We don't need robots. We need robots for certain things. I don't think we need robots on juries. <laughs> but we need robots. For what? For For, you know, handing out guilty and not guilty verdicts no i don't think we need that i'm gonna i'm gonna say people are probably better at that than robots although robots are taking over certain areas of the law in interesting ways and for the better because there's mean, a lot of I've just watched, like tedious stuff i've watched those boston dynamic videos and those robots can walk pretty well now <sighs> So that makes them qualified judges is what you're saying. So if the, they can walk better than a person. Yes, because I don't trust the average person with being able to make researched and intelligent decisions and determine someone's guilt. That's fair. Humans have biases and so do robots. Well, robots have biases that we program into them, right? Yes, they do. But those those biases can be ascertained through the data and through their programming. Humans so what you're saying, suck. all I'm hearing you saying right now is that robots are racist. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's all I'm hearing. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying robots have biases, but we can determine those biases and fix them later in. Humans have biases, but you can't call them out on it or else you seem like a bad person. Oh, no, I'll totally call people out on their biases. I have no problem with that. But I'm saying within, like, a jury, you can't... Like, if someone's on the jury with you, you come up for the bias, they'll just be like, so what? That's because people are weak. They want to they wanna exactly. be... Exactly. Robots likable. Would is, you rather have 12 humans on the jury or 12 Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminators on your jury? I would rather have 12... No, okay, I, I, I would have to think about that one. I take it back. But here's the thing. This is why I think more people should be, like me i don't care what other people think of me because it's just like an attitude thing so i think people should just be okay with not being liked i don't care if i'm liked people i know would back me up on that i had a friend of mine recently like recently say you know what chris you don't really care what other people think of you and i was like yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I agree that people should be like that. But the people who live their life that way are usually people who should care how other people think of them. Are you saying are you, are you calling me out right now? No, not you specifically. I'm just saying most people who who act like that who say that are the people who are like, if you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Those people are usually just assholes. That's true, because the other part of my advice is to also be extremely self-critical, which I am. So, yeah, I guess most people probably cannot live up to that standard. I say 
definitely uh, care about what other people think, but you know, use use some uh, some nuance there. Like if people think it's weird that you uh, drink your milk after you eat the cereal, Wait, you might drink be your a milk horrible... after you eat the cereal. That's yeah, weird. like they drink it. They drink it from the bowl. Like you might be a heathen, but don't don't care if people judge you for that. I do. Wait, I do. But that don't too. care yeah. about my opinion. I thought that wasn't a weird thing. No, it's definitely weird. I don't think it's that weird. No, it's weird. Is it? That's like... Yeah, it's weird, and we're going to end on that point. Uh, Okay. So this has been The Rule Against Podcasting. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something and that you will join us again next week. Honestly, I hope you learned nothing. I hope you just got like a baseline level of enjoyment out of this conversation and learned apps. I hope you got dumber because of this podcast. I hope you learned nothing. Nothing.